not talking afterwards about that sex, and then they're uncertain as to whether their partner really liked that sex. It becomes this guessing game instead of a certainty, instead of a confidence. And you actually lose self-confidence when you go about sex this way. Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm excited to talk about today's topic because it is one that I am constantly getting questions about and there's so much uncertainty of how to get into doing this, which is embracing foreplay and toys. How do you feel comfortable as a man with toys, um, whether it's for you or for her, and how do you allow the foreplay to be for you as it is for her? Um, I realize that so many of my clients are like, well, the foreplay is all for her. So um, it's usually the blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait, what? Why? You know, why is the foreplay all for her? And I think a lot of guys assume that, you know, it's just the foreplay is for her. Women take a long time. A guy shouldn't have to take a long time to warm up and get aroused. He should just be aroused all the time. And I have a lot of men telling me that they feel shame if they're not aroused all the time or if their wife or girlfriend partner initiates with them and they have a hard time getting hard um, quickly, right? And it's like, I should be ready. I'm the man. And that's such bullshit. And that puts so much pressure on you guys. It's it's just simply not true. <laughs> like you don't all have to be ready all of the time. We have things going on in our lives where the external stressors just put our body in a place where we can't be ready at the drop of a hat. It's just, it's impossible. And of course there are times when we are and that's cool, you know, but, um, but you can't put these expectations on yourself because they come with pressure and the pressure comes with problems. So if we can remove all these little pressures in the way that you're viewing things around your body and your sex life, um, you will you will start enjoying sex a lot more. And so will your partner. Because if you're enjoying it more, so is she. If she's enjoying it more, then so are you, right? So um, let's get into this. I want to start by just saying that switching things up is important because you have to have novelty. There needs to be some newness every once in a while in your sex life. Not every time, but occasionally you want to throw in something new, right? Have a new experience. Um, And you also want the familiarity, which is just keeping things secure and having your go-to way of doing things. And it's good to have both. In my opinion, it's healthy to have both. The go-to things that get you off and that you love doing that you both enjoy and then um the things where it's the times when it's you just have a conversation it's like hey maybe we should try this you know like or we never tried that what if what do you think that would be like and it's 
it's healthy. It's good. It's good to have these conversations. But the problem is that most people don't have conversations. They just have sex. And then they're left not talking afterwards about that sex. And then they're uncertain as to whether their partner really liked that sex. And it becomes this guessing game and assumption-based part of your your lifestyle together and your partnership instead of a certainty, instead of a confidence. And you actually lose self-confidence when you go about sex this way. I tell guys all the time, instead of assuming that she liked that, wouldn't it be best to ask her and be direct about it? And then if she says, yes, oh my God, that was amazing, then you're that much more confident in the next encounter doing that thing instead of having anxiety, unsure of whether she really likes it, and then just assuming again when she has a response or playing this guessing game. So this is the way I have found that most men play guessing games. <laughs> like They are so insecure around asking, you guys have such a hard time asking direct questions that put you in a vulnerable spot, meaning you might get an answer that of rejection or you might get an answer where you don't feel man enough. So if there's ever a question you go to ask your woman, especially around sex, I find, um, where you you feel like the answer might prove you're not man enough, then you will not ask that question. It just doesn't happen. And I think this is why so many guys don't have conversations or initiate conversations about sex. And so many guys are not comfortable initiating conversations about sex with specific scenarios they're uncertain about. Because most guys don't want to admit they're uncertain about a part of their sex life. They feel they should just know. And they feel the manliest men know when it comes to sex. And they're the best lovers all the time. And they don't ask questions. They just know, right? And that is completely bullshit. (laughs) The best in bed ask the most questions. The men who are amazing, incredible lovers are constantly talking to their partner and getting feedback. And they're not afraid to ask questions that put them in a vulnerable space because they want to know the truth. They know that the truth from her is more important than their ego. And it really is because at the end of the day, it it protects you from having to have anxiety patterns in your sex communication. When you're asking honest questions and you're actually seeking the answer, like you're actually curious about the answer versus on guard about the answer. All right. So we want to lower that guard down and get you guys more Um, comfortable with just asking questions where maybe the question sounds something like, hey, did you like when I ate you out that way? Like it didn't seem like you enjoyed it as much as other times, right? So that's that might be a difficult question for some of you to ask because it has to do with her not feeling, not looking as satisfied as in previous encounters. Or maybe it's even like you never seem to enjoy when I eat you out or you never want me to. Like, um, is there is there a specific reason for that? Like, I'd love to know why. You know, for a guy to ask that question instead of just assuming, oh, I guess she doesn't like it. She never wants me to do it. I don't know. I don't know why. Like, you should know why. You should know why your partner doesn't want to do something that maybe you always used to do or something that's a very, um, you know, something that you're wanting to do and you don't know why. Like, ask. You know, like, so we have to just, like, look at this more of a nonchalant ask of, hey, it's just sex. Let's just talk about it. You know, it's just a conversation with a person that you most likely trust and care about. So let's let's be upfront and get our answers so that we can get rid of anxiety and pressure. So 
in order to switch things up, I mean, when you do switch things up, because I mentioned you got to have novelty, the, ch- the newness, right? And you also have to have the familiar and the secure. So when you're seeking out the novelty and you're switching things up, this is going to increase your sex confidence because every time you switch something up, you have to talk to your partner about switching it, right? You can't just like come out of the blue and put a blindfold on her and start fucking her. Like, <laughs> she's going to be like, what the hell? Like, you know, when, where did you get this? When did, like, when did you get this and why are you doing this? You know, so you have to ask questions um, and talk about, hey, what do you think we try this next time? Okay, yeah, that would be fun. I'll order on Amazon now. Okay, cool. Right? There's like that little exchange. So it's understood next time we're going to try this thing. And then after, let's use the blindfold example, after you try it, then you, after sex, you go, what'd you think about that? Did it heighten your senses? Did it make you hornier? Did it turn you on when I was, you know, fucking you with that on? How did it feel for you? Was it like, did you get nervous at all? And you're just kind of like going back and forth, just talking about the experience, just as you would about anything else. You know, you go have a new experience and then you usually tell friends and partners about it. I mean, you don't have to tell your friends about this. <laughs> Maybe you will. But, um, but you know, like we like to tell people things when we have an experience and kind of just talk it out. And for some reason, a lot of people don't do that with sex, right? It's, it's uncomfortable to do that. So we want to make it more comfortable with our partner, especially. And um, when you can when you can talk to your partner about something like that and like I said, you get certainty and you get that direct feedback where she's like, oh my God, I loved the blindfold. That was amazing. I can't wait to use it again. And we should use that 50% of the time we have sex or, oh my God, I, get, I couldn't, like I didn't like when you did this to me with the blindfold, but I loved when you did this, right? How much confidence does that give you? Like you have this now specific feedback from her about the blindfold. She loves it in this certain situation. Cool. You can do it more and you can know that there's going to be pleasure there when you do that more. That's sex confidence, right? That's sex confidence with your partner. It's sex confidence in yourself where you tried something new. You had a new experience and that heightens your confidence. So you have to switch things up and talk along the way of switching things up in order to increase your sex confidence. All right. So notice how I said and talk. That is probably the biggest part because if you just switch things up, you don't talk about it. You know, you tell your partner, hey, let's let's try this tonight. And then you do it and then you get no feedback. That's so awkward. Like that's so uncomfortable. Like why wouldn't you talk about doing something completely new that maybe is something you'd never thought you'd both do together? Like talk it out. Tell each other about the experience and maybe you both hated it and you should feel comfortable enough to tell your partner, I really didn't like that. Or, you know, that that lube smelled horrible. That toy smelled horrible. Um, you know, let's not use, let's throw that shit out. <laughs> you should be able to say things where it's like, oh man, like that lube, like as a woman, that lube actually gave me a rash. Can we never use that again? You know, we, sh- we shouldn't have to feel insecure having these conversations it's okay to have different experiences with different toys and different products and like I said we have to be honest with our partner so that we can feel the most confident with our partner and with ourselves. because when you start communicating around your sex life even just you speaking these things out 
having an experience and letting these words and the experience leave your mouth, that that helps you to express yourself on another level. And when you can express yourself during sex, which is such a vulnerable topic, then you become a better communicator expressing yourself in other areas of your life. So if you could do it here, you could do it anywhere, right? Um, because it is it is a little just based on society's standards of of sex, right? And and what it's made sex out to be, it's like this hush hush. Oh, don't share that. Or you know, they should just know. Like, no, nobody should just know. And we should be able to talk about it and share things that bother us, or share things that really bring us a lot of pleasure. Share things that make us nervous or anxious, so that we're no longer feeling nervous or anxious, and so we're feeling more pleasure, right? So to increase your sex confidence, you got to switch things up and you got to talk about it along the way. And speaking of switching things up and increasing your sex confidence, Love Honey has an all-you-need bondage kit that you guys need to buy yesterday because it is literally all you need. It's 20 pieces of the best toys to get started with if you want your sex to be a little more kinkier and you want to explore with your partner, maybe even just explore with yourself. Love Honey also has a toy called the Arcwave Boy, and this is for you guys that want to get a better understanding of what stimulates you during masturbation and what arouses you physically. How can you play around with different toys to understand your arousal more clearly so that you feel more in control of your orgasms? And this is so important for you guys, especially who are so used to mindlessly masturbating to porn. You don't learn anything that way. So head over to Love Honey. It is the biggest sex toy store there is. The quality is amazing, and you're going to love the Arcwave Voy and the All You Need Bondage Kit. There's also an Arcwave Lube, which is water-based. It is great. Use my code when you shop. It's in the description of this show. What I see a lot of you guys have a hard time with is actually bringing up this question of switching things up with your partner and being able to ask them, hey, would you want to try this next time? A lot of you guys feel like you'll freak her out or she just would never want it and it frustrates you even though you've never asked her or had a conversation about it. Some of you guys bring it up way too out of the blue where it's like, hey, let's try anal and you're hardly, you know, ever, you've never touched her her asshole so it's like whoa all right we've never even been down there or played around like we can't just have anal sex you know it's like too much of a leap so so that's what I see I see guys afraid to bring up the topic and then when they do it's too much of a leap it's like zero to 100 and it does freak her out because if you go zero to 100 it's gonna freak anyone out they're gonna be like whoa we're not ready for this or I'm not ready for this why, what made you think this? You know, it's just going to put someone in sort of a panic. So first of all, like the way to question it or bring it up is I would say to first get comfortable having a mini discussion after the sex you're having now. Get the two of you comfortable with just conversing about it and just saying something you liked. I said this in other episodes. Mention what you liked. Mention maybe something you didn't like if there was something and mention something you'd want to try next time. Those are the three questions I always recommend. And the last one makes it easy to bring up the topic of switching it up. And that's why I recommend that question because it is important to occasionally switch things up. And 
it's also important to leave sex on somewhat of a good note. You know, even if there's a dissatisfaction, you still want to mention something that you enjoyed about the sex. Because what too many people do is they say, oh, I'm sorry I couldn't come. Yeah, I know, it's frustrating. All right, I'm going to wash up. Like, that's a horrible way to leave a sex encounter, you know? And it's not that you can't talk about that or you can't admit it, but saying it more in a way where it's like, oh, man, I'm sorry I couldn't come. Like, all right, yeah, it was frustrating, but it's okay. Like, we'll get there next time. Yeah, but what I really liked was when you did this. Oh, my God, that was that was so intense and that felt so good. I, I love fucking you. You know, like, leaving it like that, And at least maybe you're not both static or you both don't feel like it was the best sex, but at least you're not leaving it on this disappointing, shameful note, you know? So anyway, I'm getting a little sidetracked here. But having conversations regularly after your sex, even if they're 10 seconds, doesn't matter if they're 10 seconds, because if you can do that and you can get in a habit of doing that, then it's very easy to say, hey, what do you think about next time we do this? I was, I saw this on, I saw this online and, um, this new toy and I was thinking of buying it. What do you think? Would you want to try that? And meet her where she's at, right? So I mentioned the zero to 100. Mention a beginner thing. If you're on a, a beginner toy, if you're on a beginner level. So for instance, you know, I mentioned the Love Honey products. Those are beginner BDSM toys, the blindfold, um, little plugs, right? Little anal plugs. They're very small. They're for beginners. Um, A whip, right? Things that you can play, play with. And there's 20 pieces of beginner nipple clamps, right? Things that you can try out and see, see if they're for you, but they're not so intense where it's like you're, you know, you're buying her this huge dildo. Most guys would never buy a woman a huge dildo, (laughs) but, um, But, you know, you're not like shocking her. You're bringing it up and saying, hey, what do you think about nipple clamps? Because I know you like when I squeeze your nipples. So what if we got a toy that would just do that for us and then I could do other stuff to you while it's squeezing your nipples? Like, should I buy it? You know, it's just like that. That's a very entry level way. You know she likes her nipple squeezed. There's a toy to do that. It's It just flows naturally into the progression of you changing things up in your sex life because you know she finds pleasure in that. So it's one step at a time. It's one step forward. It's not a leap where it's like, let's let's get you this anal plug and like you guys have never had anal or done anything anal. Like that's too much. Too much too soon, right? And when you do too much too soon, you're most likely going to get shut down and she's going to be like, no, no, never. Oh my God, no. So it has to, it has to make sense with where you guys are at. And if you have a communicative partner, even if it is too much of a leap, they'll tell you and be like, oh my God, no, that's way too much. But we could start with something less intense. <laughs> like, what do you think about, I don't know, like, let's find something else that's not as intense. And then you guys can research together. Um, like I said, you can check out products like Love Honey, where it's like a kit and you could try a bunch of things at once to see what what speaks to you. Um, so there's always ways. And as I said, to for you to have conversations regularly after sex just makes it very easy to talk about switching it up and how you would like to switch it up. And it just makes sense. You know, it makes sense with your sex life. And the more you talk after sex, the more you build connection too. The more you build trust and connection 
and you bond in a sexual way because you're talking about it. You know, it's, it's familiar to you guys. So it's not this weird topic. And if it's familiar, you can bring up almost anything. And regardless of whether your partner's ready for it or not, they won't be that shocked because it's just like, oh, okay, we talk about sex all the time. This is comfortable. You know, there's too many partners that are not comfortable talking about it. And then you all of a sudden want to try some toy and you're like, oh, let's, I want to buy you this. And it's like, whoa, what the fuck? You know, like, where did that come from? We have to talk about that. You know, it just feels like way too much. So that's why I'm saying the little conversations are so important for maintenance too. So just always, even when things are great. And this is something, as I said, a lot of people don't do. They they just stop talking about sex. Like they don't talk about their sex life when things are great. They only start talking when things are bad. And they're like, why aren't we having a lot of sex? You know, and that's the only and first conversation that ever comes up in the relationship sexually. That's a horrible conversation to start with and only go back to when things are bad. Or things are not where you guys want them to be. Like that makes sex conversations scary because whenever it comes up, it's something bad. You know, that would give me anxiety if someone was like, if, if I had a partner who I never talked about sex with and then all of a, whenever they did, they'd be like, we have to talk about our sex life. Oh my God, like that's already draining and anxiety producing because I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's going to be horrible. Like I know it's going to be bad versus when you always have conversations, it's like, okay, yeah, let's talk about it later. And it's, it's, you know, you're just ready to, you're ready for whatever comes at you because you guys are comfortable talking about it. So um, my boyfriend and I, we, we just have this habit of even if it's, we just have to say something about the sex we just had. Like we will never just have it and stay silent or just walk away from each other. Like we will acknowledge something. And that's our way of just keeping maintenance of a conversation where it's like, oh man, that was hot. I loved when you did this. Yeah, me too. Okay, let's go. Like it doesn't have to be this drawn out staring into each other's eyes. I love you. This is what was amazing about you. (laughs) It doesn't have to be weird, you know? Like you're just, you're acknowledging the thing you just fucking did, (laughs) Uh, which was an intense thing. So it's weird for people not to talk about it. Like I find it so bizarre to not have a conversation or not acknowledge having a sex experience. And, And especially mentioning something you enjoyed about it because sex is about pleasure. At least it's supposed to be. Right. And um, anyway, um, something I really wanted to mention about foreplay, too, is that foreplay is not just for her Um, because and I mentioned this a little bit in the beginning, but I just hear so many guys saying this that like, oh, the foreplay is all for her, blah, blah, blah. And this has actually led to a lot of clients of mine having dick related concerns Um, like PE or DE or erectile dysfunction. And so premature ejaculation, delayed ejaculation or erectile dysfunction. And it's because they're either not, their body's not ready. Um, It's just like too much of a shock. It's too much too soon. Um, And they are anxious because they feel like they should be ready, right? So these pressures are are, um, due to the fact that guys are not slowly eased into arousal when sometimes they just need to be physically and that's okay and that's totally masculine and that's healthy and 
we're all that way to some extent. Women more so than men. Yeah, because of the physical prep of lubrication, self-lubrication. But um, but it doesn't mean that guys can't be in another mental place and need stimulation in order to build up their arousal, to build up their heart on. So there is nothing wrong with feeling this way. And I encourage you guys to to just think about like what would foreplay be for you? If foreplay was just for you, if she was like, I just want to give you foreplay. Like I want the foreplay to be all about you tonight. What do you want me to do? What would you tell her? I asked my client this the other day. And he was like, whoa. Because <laughs> nobody asks guys this. Like, it, it really is like this understanding that foreplay is for the woman, right? And as I said, physically, it more so is. Yeah, but mentally, some, sometimes, you know, men need it too. And maybe most of the time, a man will need it. And that's, that's fine. Foreplay is fun, guys. Foreplay is, I don't know, I think it's like, the most fun out of the sex experience because it builds the anticipation. It's super flirty and playful, or it can be if you make it. And to have sex confidence and to switch things up occasionally and to always talk to your partner, you get more comfortable being that flirtatious, romantic, sexy version of you. So the foreplay will become more fun and um, more and will vary among what you're doing and what you're saying the more confident you are sexually. So the foreplay will be more enjoyable, um, especially when you feel connected with your partner. So if you guys are talking a lot about sex and um, you're talking after every time you have it, then the foreplay is going to be more comfortable too because it's like, all right, we're starting this thing that we're on the same page with. I know what what you like. You know what I like. There's no guessing. And we could just play here. And we could totally relax here. We could have fun. You know, we could take out the toys because a lot of the toys are meant for foreplay. And, you know, just having a sexy role play experience or not even role playing, just gliding a toy along your partner's back like for 10 minutes, that can be a very arousal building activity. So it doesn't have to be something crazy. Um, it could just simply be addressing some sensation and giving that to your partner and just being there with your partner, deep breathing and maybe looking at each other in the eyes, maybe um, stroking each other, heavy petting, you know, so there's there's so many. And then sometimes it gets more verbal and playful that way where it's like, you know, you're teasing each other verbally back and forth and it's little spanks here and there. Like there could be different variations of foreplay and you want to think about, all right, what would what would be the best foreplay for me? Like what would actually get me more aroused for our sex if it wasn't all about her? What if it was half and half? What if it was half for me and half for her? What, what do I think would change in our foreplay? And you'll find that you're more present. You have stronger erections. You just have a more pleasurable experience with your partner. There's more to talk about right? It's just overall great. And I encourage you all to have foreplay, not only for her, but for you as well. Think about what that looks like, sounds like, tastes like, etc. So that was it, guys, for today's episode. I hope this helped you to embrace foreplay and toys and 
get a little kinky. Get a little, start having some fun, all right? Bring the pleasure back into sex. Get the pleasure the fuck out and have fun with your sex life. Enjoy your sex life. Talk about your sex life more than you have sex and you will find a lot of pleasure there. So have an amazing morning, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. Talk to you soon. I hope this episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember, your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.